From the U.S. Army, a national touring band and rock radio programmer, it's Nick Summers. And this is The Right Side of Rock. Here's Nick Summers. Hey, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Right Side of Rock. Make sure you click that subscribe button and tell a friend you think you might like this. I appreciate you doing so, and it's great to hear from uh, all of you. I appreciate the comments. You can email me, Nick talk 945 at gmail.com that's nick talk 945 at gmail.com all right i got a good one this week as usual i i cruise all the rock and roll websites and ultimate classic rock has some great information and great articles and this one caught my attention because it's something that's always bothered me for the longest time and i know i'm not alone i mean bands that announce their farewell tours it's it ends up never being a farewell tour Unless you're talking about Rush. Rush went out on a high note, and then sadly they lost their drummer shortly after that. But we've got bands like Ozzy Osbourne, Elton John, Motley Crue, Kiss, The Who. That was the first one in my memory that comes to mind. These people all say, I'm done. This is our last tour. And they go out and they sell a gazillion tickets. And then like a couple of years later, hey, you remember us? We're going back on the road. And I get it. It, The record industry is not what it was, and we've covered this many times on the right side of rock. Much of bands' revenue now, I mean, they still get uh, what they call in TV world residuals, but they get royalties from their songs. And if they license their songs to commercials or movies, they get a a decent uh, chunk of change there. But the bulk of the money is no longer made on album sales. It's made in touring and tour merchandise. You remember you used to get backstage, you'd win backstage passes to your favorite band? Nowadays, these bands sell packages. Some of these packages are like a couple of grand to go backstage and meet your favorite band. I mean, they give you an experience. Sometimes it's an acoustic set or they'll sell you a guitar signed by all the members of the band. And, you know, it's just like, come on. Well, that's because that's where the money is. I mean, this is a business. I'm not faulting them for it. Hey, there's a market. People are buying it. There you have it. But it's when these bands come out and say, we're done. And 20 years later, they're still playing. Now, it remains to be seen if a band like Leonard Skinner is serious. We're going to start there. Now, they have a couple of members that are are not doing so well when it comes to their health. So I I get it, and that sometimes will necessitate the end, and it's okay to announce that you're done. I'm fine with that. But this band has done this before. As a matter of fact, Skinner, and for a lot of fans, by the way, Leonard Skinner ended the day of the 1977 plane crash that claimed the lives of three of their members. But in 1987, they did reunite with new singer Johnny Van Sant, which, of course, is the younger brother. Well, they have played everywhere. I mean, they've played a couple of times back in my home state in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They always sound great. But as I mentioned, start, some of the guys are getting kind of old. They've lost a couple due to old age and death. So in 2018, when they announced they were going to retire, I thought, well, that's probably, this is probably it. Well, guess what? (laughs) They're still touring. However, Van Zandt did confirm just this year, this will be it. They're going to retire from touring. We'll see. But they're not the most guilty on this list. There have been other bands that have announced it several times and are still playing. So I'm going to let it slide with Skinner. They announced it once. Now they announce it again. Quite possibly. This could be it. From 2015, Sweet Home Alabama. Live, of course. Big wheels 
searching for this week's podcast. Uh, bands who say they're going to retire and do a farewell tour and then are still on the road 20, 30 years later. <laughs> this is a big, huge offender of that. Elton John, according to Ultimate Classic Rock, made a serious overture that he was done with the road. All done. As a matter of fact, he announced at Wembley Stadium in 1977. Quote, I have been touring for a long time, and it's been a painful decision to decide whether or not to come back on the road or not, he announced. Well, I've made a decision tonight. He did this live during his show. This is going to be the last show ever. There's a lot more to me than playing on the road. Now, had Elton John stuck to his word, that means his career would have ended right around a decade after he uh, started, at least his touring career. Well, guess what? Two years later, he was back on the road, 1979. <laughs> and he's been touring ever since. Benny and the Jets. From 2003, it's Elton John. Still on the road. Now this guy, after a couple of decades of debauchery in the music business, he decided he was going to retire in November of 1992. According to Ultimate Classic Rock, the Prince of Darkness had been mistakenly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and decided he'd be better off spending time with his family than enduring the grind of touring. That tour ran from June 9th to November 15th. 1992, ending with a pair of shows in Costa Mesa, California. It included a surprise performance with, and it included a surprise performance with former Black Sabbath bandmates Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler and Bill Ward. But almost immediately after the farewell tour, Ozzy had a change of heart. What else am I supposed to do? He pondered. Knit no blanking way, he said. Well, they came out with Ozfest, which ended up being a huge success. I've went to a couple. Then he teamed up with Black Sabbath again, went on the road there, and now finally we're looking at possibly a retirement from Ozzy. We'll see. His latest album debuted at number one. That's pretty incredible. So from that farewell tour, quote unquote, 1992, No More Tears.
This is the right side of rock. Now, this is the first band I can remember saying that they were going to retire. And because it was a little before my time, it was more my dad's time, my dad's era, it didn't really affect me. I just figured, oh, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. They're an old band, from my perspective. It was four years after the death of drummer Keith Moon. The Who said they were ready to retire. At least Pete Townsend said it. According to Ultimate Classic Rock magazine, Pete said he didn't want to play live anymore with The Who, so this was billed as the final tour, said The Who's manager at the time, Bill Kerbishley. The rest of the band and myself were mystified by Pete's decision, but we accepted it. So... The 1982 Trek was hyped as the group's final tour with a press conference, newspaper headlines. I mean, this thing was huge. I think my dad went to this show. Now, despite his proclamation, The Who did perform some one-off performances, and I'm okay with that. You say you're not going to go on the road and tour. I get it. But if, you know, you get called in to do a, like a benefit or, you know, a tribute night and you do a couple of songs, that's totally fine. You're not touring. Well, guess what? 1989, they were back on with a full-fledged tour, and they're still touring. They announced in 1982. It's 2022. From 1988, on England's version of the uh, Grammys, Who Are You from The Who? According to Ultimate Classic Rock magazine, one of the most popular and influential acts of the 90s seemed to be struggling with its identity in the early 2000s, Smashing Pumpkins. They had a uh, concept record that eh, received some praise from critics, but sales were not as much as what it had been. They had went through some lineup changes. They lost DRC, the bass player. I, they just decided, well, they even signed on, by the way, this is interesting, with Sharon Osbourne as their manager. I remember that was very short-lived because it wasn't long after that she sent out a press release saying that she will be no longer managing the Smashing Pumpkins due to health reasons. And I thought, what? And I read further in the press release, we got a fax back in the day at the radio station. We got a fax from Sharon's management company. And I read further onto the fax and it said, due to Billy Corgan is making me ill. I wish I would have kept that because that's one of the greatest statements ever. Anyway, Smashing Pumpkins said they were done in 2000. Well, the group's first show following the return back to the road was in 2007, and they've remained constantly and consistently active touring and recording ever since. So, yeah, not so much. Their big hit, this is done in 2011, so somewhat recent, considering. 1979, it's the Pumpkins.
Right Side of Rock with Nick Summers. Here's another big offender of this, and, and I get it now, but then I didn't. In 2000, KISS said that they were doing their farewell tour. I was like, wow, okay, I got to go see them. They had become pretty much the hottest act since they reunited in 1996. And every time they toured, it was sellout arenas everywhere. They were on TV constantly. Psycho Circus, their latest album, debuted at number three. I mean, it was just, I, I was a little shocked. But then at the same time, I was like, well, I guess maybe they're getting up there. In age, that is. I was confused because then it wasn't a short time later. Ace Fairley left. Peter Chris was out. Then he was back in. Then he was out again. That was confusing. They got Tommy Thayer playing guitar for Ace. They put the makeup back on. They put Ace's makeup on Tommy, which was weird. And they went out on tour. And I'm thinking to myself, what are they doing? They said they were done. Well, now we find out. Paul Stanley later reflected that trek was designed to put Kiss out of its misery. The reunited lineup struggled during the uh, making of 1998 Psycho Circus. Personality clashes among the members once again appeared. And they said, we just got to stop. We got to get rid of those guys, Ace and Peter, and figure out what we're doing. So they called it the farewell tour, as in the farewell to the original Kiss. They've never said the words farewell again. So I'm okay with that, and I get it now, but then I didn't. I thought, what? You're going back on the road after you said it was a farewell tour? And I went and saw it like twice? I was mad. Nevertheless, this, the end of the road tour, is expected to be their last. And honestly, I'm kind of glad. Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are in their 70s. And the kind of music they play, not really uh, conducive to that age, if you know what I mean. They're getting up there, and Paul Stanley can't sing the way he used to. From that reunion tour, Black Diamond, in 1996, Kiss, before one of the two farewell tours. They're not the only ones that have done this. I mean, Fish, a jam band, they've said they were going to retire. Phil Collins says he was done, and now he's back, but he's not doing so well. Cher retired in 2002. What else do we have? You had Tina Turner retire a couple of times. Ministry, industrial icons, said they were done in 2007. But then they came out, and they're not slowing down. The Go-Go's announced they were done in 2010. It was a farewell tour. But then they came back out in 2011, and they've been playing shows here and there. The Scorpions said they were done in 2010. They're still out there touring. And that brings me to this band. Judas Priest announced their farewell plans in 2010. But by the time they hit the road in 2011, things already changed significantly. 
One of the original guitar players, K.K. Downing, said, I'm done. He left before even they even went out on the road. Rob Halford, they're still out there playing, although they've gone through a couple of member changes due to health reasons. Glenn Tipton is the latest. He told Ultimate Classic Rock Magazine earlier this year, we're certainly, uh, we're not the last man standing, but we're certainly the first metal men standing in that respect. So they've only teased a farewell tour once. That's not so bad. We take offenders of all though have to be who ends up being my final cut this to me is the worst and i used to like this band i'm not real pleased with them now i'll tell you why and what they went through and the whole promise of we're done coming up it's my final cut you're listening to the right side of rock with nick summers This morning, rock fans are getting their first chance to buy their final tickets for Motley Crue. After more than three decades of headbanging, the group is calling it quits. But as Ben Tracy reports, the end of an era in music also marks the beginning of a groundbreaking business move. The guys who helped put the glam into rock announced they are hanging up their heavy metal. Okay, so here's the deal. This, to me, is the worst ever. And mostly, not because they said they were going to go out and do their last tour, and this is it, and, you know, it's our farewell, it's the end, and blah, 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 see you on the road. Oh, no. They made a big stink about it. Listen to this press conference from back in 2014 when they announced it. But in front of cameras Tuesday, they signed a formal cessation of touring agreement, saying this is their final tour, not a so-called farewell tour. It's just kind of known in the music industry that a farewell tour means for now. We just didn't want that farewell word even around. It just, it stinks. Quite a few bands, we won't mention their names, they're hobbling around with two members, two original members, one original member. Um, That's just, that's not how we visioned us going out at all. Doug Mark is the band's attorney. This is a unanimous decision, and that never happens. In your nearly 30 years in the music industry, have you ever seen a band do this? Never once. So here we are. A few short years later, what are they doing? Oh, we're going to announce another tour with Def Leppard and Poison and Joan Jett. And if that wasn't enough, they're going back on the road again. Now, Mick Mars has some serious health issues. So he officially left Motley Crue. There's some scuttlebutt that he was asked to leave. Because he just couldn't take the rigors of touring anymore, but he didn't want to give up. I don't know. Depends who you believe. Doesn't matter. Now they've recruited John Five, who was Rob Zombie's guitar player. John Five is an incredible player. And quite honestly, I think he'll be just fine in Motley Crue. But it's interesting to me that they made those comments saying, ah, oh, these bands, they didn't even have the original members and they're going out and saying it's their farewell tour. And they made fun of it in 2014. And yet here we are. So it's my final cut. 
from the end, as they called it, the final tour from Motley Crue. They released a, a, a DVD called The End. I mean, they made a big stink. The contract signing everything. But here it is. And even kind of sounding rough, to be honest with you. It's Motley Crue, the biggest offender of all, of bands who say they're going to retire and quit touring and keep coming back. The right side of rock. Here's the final cut. Listening to The Right Side of Rock with Nick Summers.